And we back. So, uh, I'm going to skip the whole introduction. Because, hmm. fuck that. We don't need the corny shit today. Um, need the super serious conversation? Not super serious, but, like, there's obviously concern and turmoil that essentially everyone is addressing to a certain degree. But I think the best thing is to sit down with people one-on-one or in smaller groups and have a conversation about it to express each side of the predicament, figure out what's going on, what should be changed, and how do we go about changing that with with the position that we're in how can we incite change and and help to encourage politicians and leaders to help us make that change so Hold on a quick with with that being the preface we'll jump in George Lloyd, what was it, six days ago now? Something like that? Uh, George Floyd. I think it was about six or seven days ago. George Floyd was murdered in broad daylight by a police officer. Six, uh, 25th of May, so that would be... Today's June 1st. That would be last Thursday. Okay. So, yeah, six days ago. George Floyd murdered by a cop who was using a non-certified technique. This technique was not taught by the police department. He had his knee in the back of George Floyd's neck while two other cops held down the bottom half of his body. And he has knee on his neck for over seven minutes, slowly suffocating the man in front of people who were pleading for his life as he was calling he was calling for his mom who was passed he was calling for his mom that's the point where you know like this man just wants to survive right now did you watch the whole video yeah you did I, i didn't do it i was gonna exit out before it was over but i i couldn't and it, it like realizing how much how much pain that put me in and i've never been close to a situation like that just seeing that done to an innocent human being no matter what color position circumstance it's in is terrifying and it, it's scary because like i have brothers and sisters and some of my closest friends who could very possibly be victim of that same type of situation solely based off of their color and and that's just me as an individual the entire fucking country is on this i think most of the country is behind positive change and figuring out ways to further weed out racism in this country because yeah we've gotten somewhere there were slaves for a long fucking time and that was abolished and now 
people of color are equal in the eyes of the law, but not really. Because the, there's still racist people and it's casual racism which is allowed. It's like racism in Black Klansmen. I think you've seen that, right? Yeah. It, most of it was very pretty casual ca- racism. casual institutional racism. Yeah, and we live in Culture. a system where there truly is white privilege. And like, like I accept it. I've had a much easier route than some of my friends. I'm sure. And and it's not even just about it, like equal opportunity for financial success or title success or anything like that. It's just when are we going to be able to treat each other all as human beings and just realize like <laughs> like we're the only sentient life on this planet and as far as we know in this universe and we're treating each other like nothing. It just doesn't make sense at this point. I don't know. Um, George Floyd was a 46-year-old African-American who was arrested or he was about to be arrested for something that was very unnecessary. I don't it was um, a the store or bank that he was uh at they called the cops because they had a a man who they uh suspected of writing a bad check which is a nonviolent misdemeanor even if it was the truth that he wrote a bad check he was only under suspicion yeah so it was very um it was very easily excessive force. Um, in 2014, or as recent as 2014, he did have a criminal record, but he, when he moved to Minneapolis, since he moved to Minneapolis, and he was there for like five years before the incident, um, he didn't do anything. He, he, was, he was clean. Do you know the... Um, the robbery, drug possession are the two big ones. Okay. Um, but he moved to Minneapolis. He was five, probably close to six years clean. Mm. Um when the incident happened i th- so all the officers involved were fired um mm-hmm. almost immediately um and that's that's great his the main officer the officer who committed the murder um his wife divorced him already um mm. very quickly not that she had much of a choice but uh <laughs> well have you heard about that cop's past, his past yeah. violations. Yeah, I have it pulled up here. Um, Derek Chauvin is his name. Eighteen complaints on his official record, two of which ended in discipline from the department. Mm. Uh, and there's other officers involved who also had complaints. So the the officers. Um, so, Derek had 18 ch- complaints. Um, Thou had only one, but it was an, uh, he was sued for excessive force, and he settled for 25k out of court. So he didn't really get anything. He just lost money out of it. Hmm. Um, and the other two didn't have any complaints. Um, but 
the main two. I mean, maybe not the main two, but two out of the four did. Uh, I don't know. I have this thing right here. Um, says, who is Derek M. Chauvin? He's a Minneapolis police officer who murdered George Floyd on May 25th, 2020. The restraint technique used by Chauvin to murder Floyd was not part of the department's training. Being represented by Tom Kelly, the same attorney who got Officer Euronimo Yanez, who murdered Philando Castile, acquitted. Derek Chauvin was put on leave in 2011 for an inappropriate police shooting of Alaskan Native American Leroy Martinez. Chauvin shot Ira Luttrell Tolls, an unarmed black 21-year-old man, in 2008. He was one of the officers who murdered Wayne Reyes, a, man, a Latino Jesus. man with 16 bullets forced into him. A total of 42 rounds were shot off. I remember that case. I remember not case. I remember. I remember that that news. Um, mm -hmm. Chauvin and Jesus another Christ. officer were chasing a car in 2005, causing causing the death of three people, according to the communities united against uh, police brutality. There are 12 police brutality complaints against Chauvin, which you just said there's actually 17 or 18. Wiki says there's 18. Okay, it, so kind of unclear between the two sources There's but a lot, a lot. <laughs> in the minneapolis office of police conduct complete uh, complaint database they are all listed as closed non-public or no discipline apparently but your two, source says this different. says two and they're in discipline i'll actually look at the source real fast well it, it, this one also uh, this picture also said that um he was put on leave in 2011 for the inappropriate shooting of uh, Leroy Martinez. So that was probably one of the instances which he was uh, punished or disciplined. That source is Wall Street Journal, but I can't, I'm not going to fucking pay for Wall Street Journal to, to check that. Um, yeah. Anyway, bad dude um, prior to the situation. So um, right there we can look at making improvements on the uh, – systemic level of when we recognize that people are a and more of a danger to our citizens than they are protecting them sure they should not be in that position so kimmy actually made a facebook post the other day that was really well written and it was essentially just asking questions like this stuff all happened. It's terrible. Violence and and looting, yeah, it's getting attention, but what's it about at this point? Um, the looting... It, it's trying to hit them economically because it seems like that's the only way that they... The only thing they really care about, especially Trump. But... Like, how effective is that at this point? Because I, I know in Minneapolis, they were going after Target specifically because they uh, they funded the Minneapolis Police Department and there was just so much anger behind the cops not being arrested much sooner. It, at, at least that, that's what I got from it. 
I don't think Target Friends of Minneapolis just doesn't. There there were some locations in uh, in Minneapolis that funded it. Oh, yep, you're right. Never mind. Target helped fund the Minneapolis Police Department's crackdown. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that specifically oh, wow. was it. And at this point, I think it's just people channeling their frustration in that direction because they they know it's it's like bringing attention and getting people talking about it more but at this point i think there's enough attention there people can get together have conversations like this and speak out on solutions and steps we can take to fix these issues one of my biggest concerns though is the way that trump is treating the situation How's he treating it? So he didn't even address how terrible it was, like the situation that happened with George Floyd. He didn't address that we do have an issue with racism in our country still. He was just putting on that Fugazi shit, that whole like, oh, it's the greatest thing, we're making great improvements, it's awesome we're moving forward like no we're not stop worrying about the fucking business deals going on with other countries for a second realize your own citizens are tearing each other apart he sends out a tweet saying let me quote the tweet specifically he said these thugs about the people that are protesting right now. He said, these thugs. Protesters aren't, I wouldn't <laughs> consider thugs, but you could argue that the leaders are probably not in the same boat. But there's two separate groups. Well, uh, so here's a specific tweet. These thugs, all in caps, are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Waltz, and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. But when the looting start, the shooting starts. He's willing to take his citizens' lives because they're angry about an issue he could help fix. What, what do we do with that? You think the the looting and the you think the looting is in response to the George Floyd? You think that they're connected? Like you think that's the response? Well, the the looting and the rioting is because peaceful protesting wasn't doing anything. They'll say, "Yeah, you can do that, but we won't really listen to you. We won't hear what you have to say." But then a bunch of white people can go and protest with fully automatic weapons, big assault rifles and shit, because they're not allowed to get a haircut under quarantine. But when a black man gets... No, like, there are people who who went to places and, like, they didn't fire them off necessarily, but they were exercising their right to bear arms. And they're walking around with assault rifles because people wanted the the quarantine order to be over. But when something like this happens and a man gets killed 
And it's because there are people in a position of power in this country who should not be there. And we have we can figure out ways to keep that from happening. But it's the people at the top who won't listen and help us figure out these ways. We don't control. We don't control what goes on the in the government, really. Like we have votes and stuff. But think about how long that takes for a vote like a law or a better person to come into office. Think about how long that takes when the world is constantly evolving. A month ago, we weren't in this place. Like, it, it changes too quick. And we need some better process. We, we need to figure something out. I don't know what that is, but they could help. Um, just like my friend about it the other night. And uh, Watchmen. Like that, this the mm. in, in Watchmen, their the TV show. Oh, that did show, first of all, that show is he, deals heavily with racism, right? It's heavily with racism, and actually deals heavily with 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 police officers as well. Um, they're a major focal point in that show. In the very first se- se- uh, the very first scene, they they have the situation where the cop can't pull his gun out, right? And he gets he yeah. ends up getting shot. Um, yeah, I watched that one the other day and. That's after the George Floyd incident, and I was like, "Shit, lots to think about on both sides." Yeah, so there's um, there's there's a middle ground somewhere between putting your knee on somebody as um, maybe not as self defense, but put being able to protect yourself as an officer and also not hurting others or not you know not. N- Finding the place to take it too far, I guess, or not allowing, or not having the ability to to take a life, maybe. Yeah, um, unnecessary abuse of their sure. authority. Um, and really, really quick, um, it is worth noting that I'm pretty sure that video that the video that everyone ta- thinks about, or the only video of the death, probably, um, that I would have seen, um, was taken on a body cam. I'm ninety percent sure. Uh, no, it, it was not it taken was, by a body cam. I thought it was. No, there were four officers on location. Derek Chauvin is one who has me on the uh on George Floyd's neck, and you didn't see in the video, but behind. So George Floyd was on the ground here. The cop car was here. There was an officer holding back the crowd up here. He mm-hmm. looked to be, uh, Asian, I believe, and then two people behind the car were holding down the bottom half of George Floyd's body. And that wasn't shown at all in the video. But I saw a picture from across the street that that showed two other cops on him. Um, so was the video just taken on a cell phone then? I believe so. By somebody, uh, one of the passersby. Um... thought you can because you can hear the cop and i'm pretty i'm i thought the cop i thought one of the cops was recording um i'm uh, sure their body cams were on but i don't believe i've seen any footage from that um the the footage that i've seen is from a security camera on a building uh i believe the building that uh like 
right across from where, excuse me, from where they were holding him on the ground. Uh, and that showed them coming up to his car, asking him to step out. And he was compliant. He had a concerned look on his face, like worried or sad for obvious reasons. But he didn't resist arrest or anything. He's a big dude. He was bigger yeah. than all of those officers. Yet he still didn't resist arrest. And it it escalated all the way to that. Um, there was not a body. Okay, so I'm look, I'm I'm looking at the timeline. I'm, I'm looking at the timeline right now. Real quick. Um, does not look like to be body cam footage that um the video was. Um, the fact that. You can you I, either way the fact that you see it right the fact that you can see it is a big deal, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's one of the biggest differences between this and other like police shootings, sure, because it was very plain and very obvious what happened. Sure, other situations you could say, oh well, they they attacked the cop first, and that's why he pulled his gun out, or uh, well. Th- the cop just pulled his gun out without asking any questions, so it, of course he's going to defend himself, or something like that. Th- those are kind of unclear because there's not hard evidence on it. This situation has been the most apparent. There was a there's a video I saw about a year ago, um, that and a year ago, like so really really quick. I, I would say we haven't had like a, a huge Black Lives Matter. Um, situation in probably two or three years yeah it's, um, it's been a minute it's since it was yeah. this big um but there was a video that went around two maybe a year ago um and it was basically what you're supposed to do um in a situation as a cop because that's what that's what it honestly was and it didn't really get a whole lot of um circulation so it's kind of i was not maybe maybe not lucky but it's i was it was cool that i saw it um, basically this guy is like whacked out on drugs and it's very obvious from the video and there's two police officers and, and they're in a nice neighborhood to be fair right? they're in a very nice neighborhood um, there's two cops and this guy has a knife and they're in the middle of the street and this whole this is probably like a three or four minute video this whole thing happens in the middle of the street where they're, they're talking with the guy and eventually um, the guy rushes one of the police officers two police officers rushes the police officer with his knife, and he stabs him. Um, and the police officer does not discharge his weapon. He stabs him. P- police officer one's on the ground. Police officer two, who is who is recording, I think I think it was a helmet cam actually. Um, but anyway, this so is stabs. Um, and then you know they're dealing they're dealing with this now, right? He still doesn't discharge his weapon. And this whole situation unfolds over about four minutes. It's not till the very end where the guy with the knife. Um, attacks the second police officer that finally just discharges his weapon. Uh, he doesn't kill the guy either. At the at the end, you can you very clearly see he, he um, maybe shot two or three shots into him, um, and it was in the chest area. Um, maybe not chest, but it bas- basically, the guy's alive at the, in the end of it. Was this um, like all happening kind of on a street? Yeah, yeah, it was in the middle of a, of very, a fairly good sized street there you may have seen it there was a, like a truck or some sort of semi-trailer or something near them um I, I, to me from what i remember it was like a residential street 
Okay. Um, because to me it looked like uh, the the video I'm thinking of was it, it looked like it was at the edge of a smaller town, like yeah. a little highway going out. Maybe like that. Maybe, maybe we saw yeah, the same video. Uh, either um, way, but basically it, it was what you're supposed to do, right? He didn't discharge his weapon. He probably you could probably make the argument that he should discharge discharge his weapon when he when the guy s- stabbed the first police officer, yeah. right? Um, but it's it. I don't know, it kind of sucks to an extent that um, stuff like what um, Chavez, Chavez, what's the guy's name? Uh, Derek Chauvin. Chauvin. Um, stuff like what Chauvin does gets a lot of recognition as it should, but stuff like those police officers did um, yeah. wh- where, where they could have, right? Um, it doesn't really get a whole lot of stuff going, like looking around. Yeah, and thank you for bringing that up because that's an important point to address is in this situation, it's kind of difficult when when you have so much emotion invested in something like this, but we need to be careful to make the distinction between the few bad cops and the majority of cops which are good and sure. do want to protect. Did you see the video of the the sheriff in Flint, Michigan? Yeah, yeah I just that watched that re- like an hour re- ago. It was really cool, right? Yeah, it he was. was like, and I was like, like why is it everyone doing yeah. this? Like, if they just did this and said, yes, you have a voice, we'll stand and behind that. Um, so that video doesn't show, I assume, where, like the video where he gives a speech and he takes off his helmet and stuff, right? So that video, like, so they protest for like two hours with the police, right? Um, and the and it ended at the police department. That's kind of where the protest kind of came to an end. And the police department was uh, protected by like other officers in like full riot gear, right? Um, and it another conversation took place. Um, and that that day literally ended with like with like fist bumps and high fives and hugs from from the community of police officers because they handled it that well. Um, That's awesome. it, it was two hours. Two probably scary hours for the police officers, right? And probably for the protesters as well, because you don't really like to a certain extent. You're like, okay, like how how far does this go, right? You know. Yeah. But um, but it was it was two and a half hours of like peaceful protests that like actually did something well, um, something solid in in their community at least. Well, um, that's a great so example great. of like willing unity. Cause sure. Like we. We don't want to hurt each other. We want to we want to recognize like, hey, this shit is happening. Let's give a platform to the people who want to speak out and the people that have something to say because this is wrong and we we can make a difference. But when when these protesters are being peaceful and then they get violent because they're just trying to get more attention and get something to be said about it and you meet it with more violence then it just keeps going back and forth and both sides are are just hurting in in the wrong well there's there's definitely people who are exploiting it right yeah definitely like there's in bellevue last night um bellevue how long did you watch the news last night because that's what i was doing no okay i don't watch the news (laughs) oh you don't so i was um lost my family Right, we're all downstairs, kind of watching this whole protest thing. We're trying to see if it was going to turn the riots or not. Um, and in Bellevue, they had a few incidents, but nothing, nothing major. But what they figured out was they got they got tip. They say they got tipped off in quotes. Um, but what they figured out was that there was one group coming into Bellevue, and they were not from Bellevue, but they were coming into Bellevue. Um, 
and they had wherever they got their information they were like this group um is basically high risk right this is the group that if something's going to happen this is the group that's going to do it um and for the most part bellevue was very was peaceful it was extremely tense but yeah. it, it was peaceful um but there were a few people a few group of people who were like there's like a jewelry store that got broken into and there's a truck that got set on fire and stuff so there's there is people who for whatever reason i don't know what goes through their heads but the people who like we're going to exploit the situation um for whatever reason hmm. um which sucks yeah and that's unfortunate and there's there's actually somebody in Se- i think it was in seattle um who because seattle was was very peaceful or maybe not very peaceful it was also it was also tense but it was peaceful um it's because we got more weed up here <laughs> there was a, there was a ton of cops like it, like it was bad on a saturday night okay uh, in seattle but there was a ton of cops in seattle on sunday night mm-hmm. um which probably was part of it um but no anyway so there's there's this guy and as the protests were kind of coming to an end there they had this guy on the megaphone who happened to be one like just one of the de facto leaders you know and there's a whole group of people. Some people just kind of rise up and be leaders. Yeah. And it was just this guy with a megaphone. He was talking, and and he was very much like, and he kind of had the same idea of like, hey, you know, like they want us to move over. They want us to go to a park. They want us to get off the street. They want us to go to the park, right? It's like we're gonna do what they say. It's like we're gonna keep it peaceful because. And he he goes on and he has like this five minute speech. He's like, and as people are walking back, he's like, we did good today, right? You need to keep it peaceful because the people who when you don't keep it peaceful. You know that's that's when problems occur, and it ma- and he basically says it makes us look bad. It's basically what his point was. Um, so there there was there was people like that who were, who acknowledged that, and they were like, you know, if we can do this right, you can thread the needle. Um, every everybody stays safe, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. So that's where like I think w- when Trump put out that tweet, it. It scared some people, but other people incited more frustration and rage. And that's why there's still riots and vehicles burning in the streets and stuff like that. But we also got to realize, like, that's probably what he wants. So that he can say, yeah, you guys are are being the savages we said you were all along or something like that. Or he can go and like right now he's blaming it on the radical leftists. The, the reason that riots are going on yeah. and it's like, stop making it so political and realize like your people are hurting, but he's not going to do that. So we got to play his game as well as we can, but it like, that's tough, but still, I don't know. Um, what well, watching those protests is extremely interesting to me because I it, it's interesting to see like, the leaders, um, because I I highly doubt those people um leave their apartment and say I'm gonna go lead a protest. Right? Yeah, I I feel like they're like I'm gonna go join the protest, um, which is fine, right? Um, and then they end up kind of leading leading the people, and it's super interesting to me. There is. A woman who was probably in her late twenties, early thirties, and uh, and this this is in Bellevue, and they're basically protesting in the middle of an intersection, right? And they're all they're not like in a bigger they're all kind of like spread out, right? 
And for whatever reason, um, a, a Suburban, an SUV, kind of not really barrels, but it kind of pushes through this intersection, right? Um, and protesters throw, throw stuff at it, and it ki- it's kind of running through these protests. Maybe not running through them, but it's, it's kind of making these protests move out of the way or whatever. Um, and nobody got hurt. But the police were like, okay. Um, so they went, and they basically pushed up and took the intersection. And they're at this intersection, and they're, you know, four feet from the, from the protesters. Yeah. And this woman steps up, and this guy's on the megaphone. And he's explaining. He's like, hey, you know, um, we appreciate that you kept it peaceful. But what just happened, that can't happen. Like, we need, we, like we're going to find some. We're, we're already looking for that car. We're going to stop them. But we can't run the risk of another car coming through and hurting people if that happens again. So he's having this conversation. And at one point he goes, because he, he has his gas mask off. And that, or maybe, maybe it wasn't gas mask. But he has his mask off and everything, right? Um, and at one point he puts it down. He's like, he's like, do you guys want me to use the megaphone or can you guys hear me if I talk? He's like, you can hear you talk. So he puts the megaphone down, and he's talking to this girl who is in turn talking for the rest of the group. And it was just fascinating because they, were, they weren't they were like – they weren't friends. They weren't enemies, but they were negotiating. Mm. It, it, was, it was really interesting, um, and it, it was really, really cool to see, um, both as like, you know, like, like a psychological and cultural standpoint, but also as just like let's see what happens because, you know. Um, oh, but yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it was really, really interesting. To see those people, and then a few minutes later, actually, maybe maybe not a few minutes, like half an hour later, um, as the police start pushing down that street, um, they, the same woman, um, falls over, and she has she has a backpack on. So the police basically bring her, like basically take police come in and they form a wall around just this one person, mm-hmm. and um, I don't I don't know what ever happened to her. Um, she was having an asthma attack or something. That's what it looked like. But the police actually helped her. Like they got her backpack off. They like gave her the water from the backpack and stuff, right? Then when she was okay, she took a few minutes. She was okay. She they let her back out again, and then the police went back, right? Mm. So it, it it was like, um, the the police at, are doing the best they can in their situation in yeah. in that in that situation in in their in that on that day whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, and also a lot of police are just having to follow orders right now like if there's a protest police are there to help keep it peaceful but like there are some that are being quite excessive all but there are other places where there's rioters who are going in and destroying cop cars for just like driving through and and monitoring stuff that i don't think should be happening at all like did you see the video of in Dallas there there was somebody who was trying to protect a store from getting looted? I not, saw the article. Not an officer. I saw the article. Did you see the picture? No. I saw the video of it and this guy was just trying to defend the store from being yeah. looted and this group of people ripped him out into the yeah. the street out front and just kicked him to death mm-hmm. and then ran off and his body was twisted up on the ground. And it happened in like six seconds. That that type of shit is scary. Like, let's not take this situation and and kill more people because we're mad that somebody got killed. Like, the, well, I think the that's people, just going to create an endless cycle. I think the people who did that, I don't. I think that their thought process isn't necessarily like I'm mad because that guy died. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think they're they're focused on other things. I don't know necessarily know what those things are, yeah. but I, I would think for the most part the people who are mad about um, 
what happened to George Floyd are not looting, are not um, setting cop cars on fire. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Gladwell has a great book called Talking to Strangers. Um, and it's, re- it's really, it's fucking fascinating. And the book is all about um, basically how first impressions can go wrong. Mm. Um, and it goes over a lot of cases, including Hitler, Larry Nasser. Um, but it, it has a few cases that talk about cops. And actually the main, the main case in the book is about an officer um, who doesn't just show his weapon, but he, he basically treats a woman poorly. Um, anyway, so he basically goes into this, this not maybe like a subchapter you can call it, um, this few pages. He talks about ba- like really, you know, the vast majority of officers, right, will go their entire career without ever discharging their weapon, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for an officer who doesn't know what's behind the window, what's no, doesn't know what's behind the door, right? In 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 that in their mind, right, they're just as scared as whoever could be behind the door or the window, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which in no way exonerates the officers who who use excessive force, but it does hopefully let you you kind of think that if if they if you're told that you're going to go risk your life today if you're told that like behind that door there's a guy with a shotgun who may or may not be watching the door right you you know what i mean it does get your nerves up mm-hmm. um so a, a, there's a good a good amount of of that is um precedent how you how you set set yourself up right mm-hmm. um and I, I, I would assume, maybe not um, Chavez. I want to I keep calling it Chavez, but it's not Chavez. It's oh, Chauvin. Chauvin. Um, maybe not Chauvin, because it sounds like he um, had some bad stuff going on prior. Yeah. But I would think that the mo- for the most part, officers leave the house every morning not wanting to kill anybody, not wanting yeah. to discharge their weapon. Um, yeah, I... I'm in agreement with that for sure. I've known plenty of cops in my life. Like, I grew up going to church with cops and everything. And for the most part, they they just want to be able to protect people. Sure. And they don't want any sort of violence. And And so that includes, like, even if they hate somebody, being able to restrain themselves. That takes a, that, yeah exactly that takes a, a tremendous amount of self restraint. If you if you really don't like somebody and you're and you're in your position of power, you have your gun, you have your baton, you have your handcuffs, like you you have to be able to self restrain. Yeah. Not not only because you you shouldn't hurt other people without cause, but because y- there's no it, you look bad right um, for everybody else. So. What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking <laughs> about um, police officers who, oh, how the vast majority of them don't want to mm. go and kill people every morning. Yeah, and it it it's another one of those cases of a very small group of people representing the entire flock. Sure. And that that goes for both sides. So not all cops are like Derek Chauvin, just as not all people who are protesting for change are going out and yeah, absolutely looting. not. I think, like I said, the vast majority of Bellevue last night was peaceful, and I, I 
I don't know for a fact. I mean, I assume stuff happened in Seattle, but um, I think for for the vast majority of Seattle's protests, it was all peaceful. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's interesting. It's really interesting. It's <laughs> I I really don't know what to say because it's um it's this this idea of just like everything is is shit. Right, like you go outside and everything is fucking terrible. It's kind of this this yeah. idea, um, and it's I don't I don't necessarily believe it, and I I'm very much like I was talking to someone about this last night. I was like I'm very much in the mindset that like you know shit will blow over and yeah everything will go back to normal at some point. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm kind of just sitting here just like okay let's like weigh it out, you know hang on do it, um we'll get it'll blow over eventually um but it's kind of hard to say it at this point you yeah well i mean i I've, <laughs> you're you're like the third or fourth person who's who said that who who kind of has this idea that like shit might not get better i well no i i don't think that shit's gonna stay bad because uh, okay you, you look at it the universe is always in balance somehow between good and bad like things things feeling great and things feeling shitty sure it's that way for everyone and everything at all times where like the other end of that spectrum is so or the two ends of that spectrum are everything is perfect nothing's wrong everyone is in total synchronicity and harmony with one another the other end of that is the world is literally how hell is described in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we're not at either of those places right now. So there's absolutely room for things to get better. There's also room for things to get worse. Like a nuclear war could break out. We don't fucking know. Um, there was a, There's a lot more, maybe not a lot more, but I'm seeing more... Um, maybe support for officers um, on social media and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a viral Twitter video that basically this NYPD officer, they had, they had two cars, they had, their car was stopped in an intersection, an, NY, an NYPD car. These protesters came up with like basically these giant plastic barricades and just kind of held it in front of the car so the car couldn't move or the car wouldn't move, right? Mm. That, was, that was the idea. And as more protesters started to try and like basically block off this section of the road, right? That was the protesters were trying to do. This other cop car kind of goes around the first one and tries to sneak through as they're building this, this barricade. Um, and he doesn't run anybody over, but he doesn't stop either. He's probably going about 10 or 12 miles an hour um, through all these people. And and he pushed everyone out of the way. Nobody got hurt more than maybe, like, you know, stubbing their toe or maybe getting the – like, n- nobody got run over, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so everyone was, for the most part, okay. And, you know, they are like, okay – and like that video, me, I got like eight million, eight million views. And one of the top comments or one of the top replies was like, "How are you gonna expect the police to do their job if you're not gonna let them move, right? Like, like you're you're mad because the police don't do their job, but you're also not gonna let them do their job." Um, so there's a yeah. lot more. There's a, maybe not a lot more, but there is more support for police this time around, um, for some reason. I, I don't know what that reason is, but for some reason, I think because it was a very specific and personal incident because we we figured out like we saw 
the faces of all the men involved. Sure. We it was very easy to assign blame. Yeah, we heard their names. We there there's a very clear cut antagonist and protagonist in this sure. situation. And then taking that and putting it into the context of all the other atrocities that have happened with police brutality and racial profiling, that's what amplified it. And it it was essentially a moment where it where people said, We've had enough and we're not gonna stop fighting until we make this change. And that that's essentially I think the mentality that was instigated through this this incident. Do you think that stuff will change? Do you think that that there would I think it will, especially given the fact that in uh, 30 years from now, our generation will be the ones in that in those offices. Our generation, millennials, and the generation coming right after us, we're we're going to be the ones who are making those decisions, and I feel that the mentality we've had instilled in us is usually within the spectrum of either entitled and they just like if anything goes wrong they're confused and don't know why it's happening to them like they because they're they're raised very uh with everything handed to them that type of situation or there's okay, I don't really give a fuck about all this material stuff. I care about people. And I want to make this world a better place for myself, my friends, and all the people around me. I feel like that's that's kind of where our generation is at. Because we have so much information available to us at an earlier age, compared to 10, 20 years ago, because almost every U.S. citizen has access to an internet connection. Some it's more restricted than others. But before that, in the 90s, there wasn't really, like, when was the internet made? It was made in the 90s, right? It came to being, like, it it was in, like, the 70s or 80s, but, like, it really came around the 90s. That's when it was, like, consumer. The World Wide Web. Yeah, that's that's when, like, the consumer stuff coming up, and you can, like, go on the websites and read blog posts or whatever. Okay. So, yeah, and and so from there to now, it's grown so much, and we have entire universities of information in our pockets. And that means we're able to research things that we're personally interested in. We have so much more information available to us that we can find what we value sooner. And for that reason, I feel our generation will be able to incite a lot more positive change than the ones before us. Do you think the protests will then? Um, I'm not totally sure i think that unless the right people are listening right now the protests won't 
do much especially the rioting and looting at this point it's time for people to have yeah. knowledgeable conversations the, the rioting and looting i don't think ever really helped anybody yeah um, it, it just it just caused more tension between the both it, sides oh yeah absolutely yeah it definitely caused tension absolutely yeah um, the in bellevue the jewish that i was broken into um was being quote protected by a guy in a truck um who was he was basically because like they, they, they said they knew what was kind of going on right they knew that these people were going to kind of come in and be problematic or they were going to be high risk whatever yeah so this guy in the truck was was a civilian he was not a police officer and it doesn't sound like he owned the store either um but he was basically protecting this this pawn shop because the, the idea was that if i'm here with my truck i can yell at them and they'll go away right um and it worked for like two or three hours um and then a big enough group came by to rob the jewelry, not really loot, rob, whatever you want to call it, the jewelry store. And the guy was kind of sitting in the back yelling at them, right? And they didn't do anything. They just kind of turned the fuck off. And he drove forward, um, so he was maybe 15 feet from him, 10, 15 feet from him. And he rolled the window down to yell at him to tell him to go away. And they threw, they, it probably wasn't a, wasn't a Molotov cocktail, but they threw, like, fire into his car, into his truck. And he got out and he ran. They looted the store and his truck caught on fire. Mm. Um, right? And th- that's not that's not helping anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, you're just hurting small businesses that yeah. are already probably suffering during the COVID shutdown. Sure. And and there's where where you got a question like, what what's their drive behind that like are they just wanting to destroy shit are they taking advantage of the situation to steal stuff or do they really have something to say about what's going on right now and that's why i think the looting and rioting not because trump said we should stop doing it not because we're being met with more more force because of it but rather it's not helping anything and it's hurting our people more than the people that you're trying to hurt it's hurting our citizens more more than those politicians you think they're trying to hurt the politicians i think they're trying to get their attention and through through economic attacks they feel that might happen It's really hard to say because there's not really clear information out there right now, just as there there wasn't clear information on COVID for so long. Sure. It's just... We know people want change. It's hard to dissect something when you're in the middle of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's part of why I'm grateful we're able to record this today rather than like three days ago because three days ago i was all over social media like like speaking out on this and having a pretty tense conversations with people on on snapchat and everything about this and if we recorded at that time i would have been much more emotionally involved i still am emotionally involved but in a more rational sense because I've been able to see things play out and sort of discern or interpret some of the motives of the people involved. 
on both sides. They're doing, they're doing a good job, at least last night they, they did a good job. The protesters did a good job of keeping it peaceful. Um, it sounds like last night um, the group that decided that they want to go loot and exploit the situation um, got as far as uh, Auburn. Which really? is kind of close. Um, well, and my mom are. just came in and said that yeah. there's people well, down the street with rifles and shit. I can't find it, but I've been told by two different people <laughs> that, yeah. We might drive like, by yeah. that. Um, I've Do you want me to grab a chair for you? Yeah. All right, okay. cool. <laughs> um, that I've been told by two people that, like, the looters are supposed to come through Bondi Lake tonight. Um, so, like, like <laughs> it, 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 I, 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 like, Part of me is like I want to go and like fucking film it. And part yeah. of me is like that would make it that would make a terrible video. Well, that's like, where I don't know. that's where I think um, like after we record this, we should go out and just kind of like scout and see like if something does go down. Here's where we can get dude, the fuck I, out I and just stay in the car or something. I have a curfew. Oh, you, what time? Yeah, whenever it's dark. <laughs> that won't be till like eight thirty nine p.m. Sure. I think. Um. Yeah. No. I don't know. It's. The it's getting close, which is the strange part. I, I'm very like, I don't think anything's gonna happen. Like I'm, I'm very much of the fact that it's like I'm not gonna die. Nothing's bad's gonna happen to me, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm kind of scared for my car because I park on the street, so um, I don't want anything to happen to my car. Be really sad. Um, <laughs> Wait, you think stuff will and people will come up here? Uh, They're not getting no, any attention up here. No, no, not yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, it's I weird. It's yeah. it, it's gonna be a. It, I think it might be a little bit of a tense night, um, up here. But yeah. I I also like. I don't know. I I hope that it, I think it's about to pass though. Like I think like by next week this time, m- most of the looting at least will pass. Uh, maybe maybe the protests will still be around, but but the looting will pass. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think protesting can and should continue, but we need to find ways to do it in a peaceful manner that can still retain that attention and and keep people talking. Um, there was a there was a sh- no, not a shot, but there was a video that I was on the on the news last night with this officer. He's in, he's in full riot gear. This is in Seattle. And this woman is just screaming in his face. And he's, he's stone cold, right? He doesn't do anything. Yeah. And it's like, how much fucking self-restraint do you have to have? You can, I, could, I, I, I wonder if they just, like, treat it like to. a game and it's kind of fun to them. Like, Dude. I wonder how long I can hold out against this dumb bitch. Dude, <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I, I, like, I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to sit there and, like, have someone yell in my face. Because, like, not, not even the fact that, like, that, like, I disagree with her or anything like that. Like, that's the, my, my point is more, like, like, okay, like, let's do something else here. Like, let's figure out how you can get your point across not three feet from my face or three inches from my face. Yeah. That's kind of my situation. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like... I'd be a terrible cop. <laughs> that's why, like, conversing with people, I don't like to do it in tight space. So, yesterday, we had a family Zoom call. And because really? yeah, because my brother and his wife and kids are in Oregon, and I have a sister in Arizona, and my other sister. We, we were you talking about Carolina. this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, we were talking about this, and it was my mom and my dad on either side of me on a three-person couch, looking at one screen, and then it started getting onto the topic of politics and 
my my brother was talking about democratic socialism and and how we could make that work as a nation and not have it be as corrupt and under tyranny as other uh socialistic governments have been in the past and and my dad instead of looking at the points that he was trying to say like the positive points and how we can make it work he just outright defended capitalism and he's like well if you, you aren't willing to work you, the, the opportunities there if you aren't willing to work and and, and do that then you're you're like anybody can make it but you just gotta take advantage of the system it's like we can make a better system for everyone (laughs) and not to say like democratic socialism is right i'm not well versed enough to have an opinion on that however some of the things that that my brother spoke about made a lot of fucking sense um so what was your what was the whole thing you guys talk about oh yeah well just uh, referring back to uh the the uh conversation environment like being right next to him as he's yelling about capitalism and uh republicans i i was just like i i can't take this you're right in my ear right now (laughs) 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 so i had to walk away i just went into the kitchen and started eating some cherries (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know it's just it's difficult when someone is not willing to calm down, listen, and see things from your perspective. Whether or not you agree with it doesn't really matter, but I would like to listen to your perspective so I can learn more. And if you can listen to my perspective, maybe you'll be able to learn something more too. Um, there's a really cool guy who they interviewed um, earlier in the day, probably around like four. Um, who is a black guy, and he was kind of just kind of hanging out in this corner of this alleyway, just kind of watching this whole thing. He, he was part of the protest prior, but um, he they moved up, and he just kind of hung back and just kind of was watching. Um, and his his thing was he he did the whole like all lives matter speech. That was that was kind of his thing. I thought that was interesting. Um, nothing yeah. really to say about it. Just that like just I thought it was interesting. Mo- most again, I think most people out on the streets. Um, w- want to incite change, or like that's how they w- that's how they think they're going to incite change, and they may be right. I don't, I don't really know or care, but um, but there those people who are giving the entire situation a a bad a bad name, um, so to speak, or where they they absolutely are exploiting the situation, um, which is really shitty for. Because yeah. it because it gives the because here's my thought process right my thought process is you hold like cause this is what happened in Seattle like on Saturday because like on Saturday like, the protests turn into a riot and I understand groupthink and I understand that when you're in a crowd a lot of sense goes out the window whether you know it or not but if I'm holding up a Black Lives Matter sign right and I put the sign down and I just break a window and then I put the sign back up to protest like that that gives my my that gives me a bad name. Like you, see, you see what I mean? It gives the brand a bad name. Yeah. So I don't understand the thought process behind I'm going to protest this, but then I'm going to also riot. Um, I, I, don't, I don't understand that thought process. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think that's where we got to look at, like, what's the true motivation b- behind rioting? Like, does it help? It, is it really 
affecting think, this the way people help? want it to. I, at this point, I don't think it does because people you are just destroying shit to destroy shit. Do you think it helped at any point? I think it did in the Minneapolis-specific situation yeah. because them going after Target for uh, because they fund the police department. They just wanted the people in jail sooner than they were. That I think that was the point behind the start of the riots but then when trump responded the way he did people just got angry and now it's out of hand but i think he i also think he knew that would most likely happen i don't know if i'd call it out of hand i think like the la riots would would definitely be classified as out of hand yeah la LA riots obviously i wasn't there or alive but like la riots were like they looked like hell on earth that's what they literally looked like i would classify those um i yeah. I'll tell you that like, um, my my sister has a surgery tomorrow or this week, um, and she has to go to Seattle to get the surgery, um, and they don't know if they're gonna do it or th- if they do, they don't know like how many people are gonna go because yeah, um, it's very it's a very fluid situation at the moment, um, yeah, it's like you you gotta watch out and if you're not trying to be in the protests, you gotta avoid those big crowds, yeah, because you don't know if your car is gonna get. Yeah, stopped in there and and trashed. Yeah, it's scary. Um, Some, something Co the friend said is we didn't say Black Lives Matter more. We just said that they matter too. Sure. And I think wording it that way is very. It, it it's very good because it shows like we're we're not saying that we're better than you. We're not saying that we deserve more than you do we're just saying like we don't want to be attacked like we just want to be able to uh, coexist peacefully that's it we're not asking anything more we're not asking you go out of your way to support us in our individual ventures or decisions we just don't want to be treated like shit all the time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Um, to an extent, I feel bad for for Floyd because after he died, um, over the next over the last few days and over the next few days, um, his entire life is going to be torn apart by both sides of the issue. Both the 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 side that w- that is, you know, he was he was he was a criminal. Um, prior, right, and the side that's like he was a victim now, you know, so his entire life's gonna be torn apart, um, yeah. which is, I, which I don't like for most people, I think unless it's, you know, um, I think very rarely is that called for, I think like most of the time you should just let people, let people go. Well, and why, don't judge a man's present on the mistakes of his past, like we all fuck up. If you um, if you say somebody's bad forever because one time they stole a candy bar, sure. Well, the the fact is is that he went to Minneapolis and he was clean, yeah, for for for, for probably more than five years, for at least five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know when he got to Minneapolis, but it could be close to six, right? Um. So he obviously, he obviously, changed, right? Mm-hmm. He was obviously keeping to his I- this this idea of like I'm going to Minneapolis, I'm gonna be straight. He kept to that, um, but he st- he still got like he he. It sucks because he, he he played by the rules and he still got screwed. That's that's I I, I yeah. fucking hate when that shit happens to me. And I think you know that's I mean? the main the main complaint is like 
hey, we're playing by the rules you've already set in place, and sure. we're still getting called out yeah. for violations. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I'm playing by the rules, but I'm still I'm still getting in trouble. I'm still getting screamed yeah. at. I'm still it, it's like getting when, screwed. When refs target somebody and call a foul on them when they get all ball every time. So, <laughs> so do do you have any ideas as to things we we could do to make change? I really put much thought into it. Uh, I think that's where where most people are at right now. I'm not. I don't know if there. I don't know if there needs to be change in, in how you police. I think there might need to be change in how you find police officers. Mm. Or I, I would think that I would think that the issue lies with who you give a gun to. That I think that or I I know that like he didn't ha- he didn't use his gun in that situation, but it, it I think it lies in who you give the gun to, who you get the badge to. Because mm. um, you know if that if that guy if that guy didn't have a have a badge on. Right, you wouldn't you wouldn't hear about this in the national news. You would hear about in the local news that a fight broke out in the middle of a street. Right, that way you wouldn't, it wouldn't be on the national news. It wouldn't be across the country. Right, so that that badge, however powerful or weak it is, it does give you a level of authority. So you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta f- find a better way, or you know however you want to do it. There, there's gotta be the problem lies with who you give the badge and the gun to like that's that's that was be my thought process but i haven't put any thought into it so i don't know how you would fix it so i see the job of an officer as i'm here to serve and protect i'm here for this community and so so what's the best way i can do that is it to have a relationship with the people in this community and to address their specific needs and wants along with my normal duties how how do i go about that and so that's where i think if we can encourage more minorities and and black people of their communities to join the police force and for that to be more welcome to them that'd be a great start Absolutely, because if they're the ones who, rather than being in a gang and having to protect their family and their people from from police or other gangs, because that that that's essentially what what it is is a whole family, and they're trying to protect each other in a world where the police aren't going to protect them. At least not to the same extent as they would people in in a richer, whiter neighborhood. And so if we can encourage more black people to join up the police force specifically in their neighborhoods so that they can make positive change just by participating, that, oh. that would be a huge step. It'd be a fantastic time if you are staying in your house um, because there's rioting in your city or in your town or there's looters, or there's protests, whatever. Um, if you are staying inside, it'd be a fantastic time to go back and watch The Wire. Mm. Because The Wire is about a lot of things, but one of the things it talks about is institutional racism and how that works. And in The Wire, they're actually, like, his boss is actually a black guy. Like, the police chief or the police commissioner is actually um, a black guy. Idris um, Elba? 
No. Who are, who's the guy who plays the uh, in John Wick the hotel concierge? Oh, him. Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know his name. his name is. Um, I recently watched John Wick and the second one. Um, but so good. but he plays the the police chief or commissioner or something like that. And and he and so they they talk about institution racism, um, on both sides. They they tackle it. They tackle it pretty well ish for from both sides, both from a person who who is in power. And people who are being, um, being crushed by that that idea. So be be, be a, it'd be a solid time to go watch that show. It'd be Might very topical. It's it's hard to fucking watch. Yeah, I haven't watched it all the way through. It's I like seven like seasons. It's ten minutes. It's fucking <laughs> hard to watch. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's old and it's slow. Apparently, it gets better like halfway through season one. But fuck, mm. not like Watchmen. Anyway, but yeah, so it. If we can find a way to, to encourage that, then that's where we can make some more direct change. And also, what what changes can we make within the police system? So, like, should these people be regularly uh, evaluated mentally? Like, should they have? mental evaluations of like hey are you a malicious person no do what do you stand for what do you desire most when performing your duties as a police officer i just i desire to protect people and to serve like if they can prove that type of stuff then yeah you're good to go but if they had more mental evaluations and just talk to their officers more i think they'd be able to find people like Derek Chauvin and keep them from doing well, more shit like that. I would argue that they did find I, d- I would argue that they did, they did find him. He had 18. Rep- but what had, consequences? Sure. So he that's where we can make a change. He had very little. He had uh, maybe maybe not little but very um, unproportional consequences maybe is the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. There's <sighs> there's a lot of stuff going on there and it's hard to dissect when we're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we should probably wrap up soon, shouldn't we? Though. Yeah. Well. No jokes this time. Yeah, it was a very uh, solemn podcast, but I think for good reason. Any no, words, Casey? No. I mean the whole uh, like the AR-15s in downtown. That's real. Like I stopped by my work before I stopped over here because I was gonna get food, but I didn't because they were busy and I didn't want to wait, so I just uh, swung by here. Um, Wait, police and buying lake yeah, have AR? Yeah. Oh, so fuck. as I was going out to my car, my friends were also like um, leaving work as well, and they were like, "Oh, you know, down by the police station, you know, like there's 15 squad cars, and they all have ARs, and they're just sitting there." And like as I drove over here, like I looked at that, and I was mind blown. Like that, like I've never seen that before. That many police are like. That, I think like, we might drive duty, by like, it. You see it on YouTube constantly yeah. right or like online but like to see it in the person is like it, it changes like kind of how you see things now and like it's scary and i don't like what we're going through here um i don't know it's do you want to go do you want to go talk to the people they are we just talk to them and like we're we're just trying to find answers like yeah. figure out why are you here <laughs> and like like what do you think yeah i don't like that they uh, 
Yeah, I don't really fuck with that. But like, um, if I go up peacefully and get shot, I wouldn't mind that. Um, do you <laughs> don't you do you have you ever shot a gun, Casey? I have. You have? Oh, okay. Just I was just curious. Have you? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did when I was ten. You what? I did for my tenth birthday. For your tenth birthday? <laughs> I mean, I I come. I've never from held a gun. So. <laughs> I mean, we have some. I don't want to hold a gun. <laughs> Oh, like, have you ever seen the Family Guy um, bit where, like, he holds a gun and he, and he is like, do it, do it, Cleveland, just kill yourself. Or, no, he, he was like, do it, Joe, just kill yourself, you'll be done, you'll be done with this life. He's like, I don't want this, and he hands it to Cleveland, and he's like, and the gun talks to Cleveland, the gun's like, Cleveland, you can take revenge for all the shitty things white people did if you just start shooting. Right? And he's like, he's like, I don't want this gun, He passed, like, that's how I feel. Like, I'd, be, I'd be like, I do not, like, I wouldn't be able to know what to do with that kind of power. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it, is, uh, fucking Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility, and so we gotta be careful It's fucking insane that to power me. goes to. It's fucking insane to me that one of the best known quotes of all time is from a fucking comic book character. <laughs> You would think I it's mean, from, like, Ben Franklin or something. I mean, they're, they're supposed to be superheroes, right? They're supposed to be our role models, the people we look up to. Mm. I'm not surprised at all that it comes from that. Fuck you. <laughs> I rock with you, Marvel. I don't care what no one uh, says. <laughs> Goodbye, but, guys. Uh, yeah. So, let's be careful when giving power to selfish people. And let's try to be less uh, less selfish. Let's try to be less shellfish. Well, I think that's a podcast. Thank you all for listening. Justice for George Floyd. We out.